The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Is it just me, or do you also feel a lot healthier mentally after a nice Royals win? We have big-time problems, don't we, with how much we love the Royals. It's Davo. Glad you're along for another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation as the Royals win in impressive fashion tonight as well. Taking care of business in the Bronx. A nice 7-3 tidy win for the Royals where we will begin with our player of the game tonight. And, and it's a good thing, once again, I think, what, three times in the last four days we've been able to have multiple possibilities for the player of the game. Early this year... Uh, even when the Royals were winning, it was typically a pretty easy choice. And, of course, when they were doing really bad, I was picking long relievers half the time as the player of the game. So it's nice to have multiple options after a nice Royals win as the ball club hopefully you know breaks out of this little rut they've been in and get healthy again. And tonight, I'm going to go with Salvador Perez, even though Lorenzo Cain might be the option that many of you choose. And that wouldn't be an incorrect one either. That's a great, great choice there. Lorenzo Cain, of course, the big two-out base hit with the bases loaded in the sixth inning, giving KC breathing room. And the score was 4-3. to three. That makes it 6-3. to three. Two outs, bases loaded, two strikes on Cain. He was up in the count 2-0, gets back to 2-2. He's able to line a fastball right back up the middle to drive in two. How big was that? Lorenzo Cain also gets on base four out of five plate appearances tonight with a walk in there. He got hit by a fastball in the back of his knee there in the first inning. So that in its own, the fact that Kane was able to tough it out and stay in after that and have the kind of night he did, probably should have given him player of the game. But I'm still going to give it not to Hosmer either, who was two for five, not to Kendrys, who was one for four with two runs and the solo home run opposite field there in the seventh, not to Christian Cologne, who got on base twice with a walk and a hit. But in the end, like I said, Salvador Perez, a three Run, home run in the first inning to me was by far the biggest play of the game. Especially when you consider who was on the mound for the Royals. And that's a guy who has struggled, as have most of the Royals in recent weeks. And that's your Donovan Ventura. You know, one nothing Royals at that point, right? And you got two on with two outs. one nothing. okay, that's good. But you'd really like to get some more runs in there. And Salvi comes up big. The three-run home run to put Casey up four to nothing, and that gives your Donald Ventura, in my opinion, a little more room to just take a little deep breath there, and a little more room to pitch aggressively and not worry quite so much about things. He didn't seem like he was quite as fine. He wasn't aiming the ball tonight. He was back to more throwing. And we can talk again how velocity is down a bit, although it was better tonight. We can talk about how the mechanics haven't been good and he hasn't been repeating his delivery, although he really did tonight, which is great news. The breaking ball and secondary pitches were much better tonight. Didn't see the change quite as much. The breaking ball, though, looked good tonight, especially early from Ventura. So, you know, there was an article today in the Kansas City Star about is he hurt? You know, there's signs there. Velocity is down a little bit. He's been getting hit hard. He can't repeat pitches. He grimaces at times. I, I don't know about that. I think he's fine. You know, there's slight concerns, I suppose, with Ventura only getting one strikeout tonight. But we'll talk more about his pitching in a bit. I mean, overall, good game for Ventura. But, you know, to me, Salvador Perez earns the player of the game. But offensively, as a team tonight for the Royals, nice job against Michael Pineda. They did strike out seven times, which you don't love, obviously. They've been striking out way more than last year, if you break down the numbers this year. But again, the Royals, while they struck out seven times, I've always said if you can walk three, four, or five times, 
you know, when you're striking out that much and hit the ball in the ballpark, it's fine. And the Royals did both those two things. Two home runs tonight. They also walked six times, did the Royals. Two for Lorenzo Cain, and then one against by Kendrys Morales, Alex Gordon, Salvador Perez, Christian Colon. So, yeah, seven Ks, if you can get, get me even four walks and hit the ball in the ballpark once per night with seven Ks, and I'll take it. That's not optimal. You want the Royals to go back what they were last year, where they struck out four or five times a game. You don't like the seven and eight and nine and six that you seem to be seeing at least every other game throughout the beginning stages here of the first what thirty three games of the is that where we're at right now thirty three I believe of the twenty sixteen season. But that's okay. The Royals did chase Michael Pineda not only with the strikeouts but also with the walks. They made him throw a lot of pitches. One hundred fourteen pitches in five and two thirds. The Royals tag him for six runs on six hits with the seven Ks. And four walks. Just up and down the lineup. Nice at bats tonight. Lorenzo Cain's heating up. We've been talking about that the last few days. Same thing with Alex Gordon. Continues to look right up there at the plate, which is great to see. Kendris Morales now. A couple home runs in the last few days. Starting to go on a little mini home run tear, right? Hopefully the start is something big for him. Eric Hosmer is just consistent. Him and Moose all year. Consistent. And Salvi's been consistent with the power and, for the most part, hitting mistakes. Ball right over the middle, middle there. Secondary pitch that Salvi crushed off of Pineda in the first inning. So the offense feels like it's slowly starting to come together a little bit more. I like that Omar Infante is only going to be in the lineup three times a week. That's a good thing. I like that Mike Moustakis is only probably 10 or 11 days away from being back in the lineup. I just like where the offense is headed right now. And I've been saying the whole time why my concern level never got above a four. And it's still like a three and a half or a four. I mean, it's just one win. Let's not act like there's been a few times where I was having one back-to-back games in a couple weeks, right? I mean, there's been times where we thought they were going to break out with a nice win and they've come back and lost the next two or three. We've seen that twice in the last 10 days. So let's not act like we've turned a corner quite yet. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is the offense feels like it's starting to get back to where it needs to be. Because like I've been saying, my concern level's not gotten you know, above a four because the Royals have veteran hitters up and down the lineup who are still mostly in their prime years. There's only a couple guys you could argue up and down this lineup. Two or three guys that you would argue that are everyday players that are past their prime. At least six of these guys are at their prime, and they're, and they're all veterans. They're all proven. So you knew they were going to start hitting at some point. That's why I think, you know, the concern level's not gotten that bad for me. Now, the reason I've been a bit more concerned the last week or so is the defense has been shoddy. The Royals have looked tired. And, of course, the starting pitching has gone south, and even the bullpen's been sketchy. But what a nice night, not only offensively for the Royals, who were hit three times. Nice to see the Royals protect their own there in the ninth inning. Wade Davis, two outs, nobody on after the Royals have been plunked three times. Drills Brett Gardner with the first pitch fastball in the hip. Nice job by Gardner, too. Didn't say anything, didn't look, ran to first base. He gets it. You hit three of our guys, including Lorenzo Kane, which looked pretty sketch his first time up, especially after the big day yesterday with three home runs. You drill him with a fastball, that's pretty questionable. I thought Kane took that pretty well. So Gardner can't be upset at that point, and he wasn't. And Wade Davis protected him, didn't throw it his head, You know, kept it in a very safe place where there's plenty of padding. That's over now, as far as I'm concerned. Now, pitching-wise, you're done on Ventura. Back to him. I do feel like, and again, I'm, I'll be the first to tell you that a pitcher is pitching against hitters. A pitcher is not really pitching against the other pitcher. 
for the most part. I mean, that does exist, but I think that's overblown. You always hear matching pitch for pitch or, wow, what a pitcher's duel. And some of that's true, but again, it's hitter versus pitcher, or, you know, pitcher versus hitter and vice versa. But with that said, I do think there's such a thing as pitcher versus losing streak, pitcher versus negativity, pitcher versus recent struggles. And for you, Donovan Ventura, a guy who we've seen time and time again, though he's matured mentally this year without a doubt leaps and bounds, especially from what I hear from in that clubhouse from the people I've talked to. He's really matured leaps and bounds mentally with preparation, with focus. With maturity. Even with that said, it's a guy that we know is still semi-fragile, especially when he's been struggling as he has with the 11 walks the last two starts we saw out of Ventura, never going more than three innings. So to get up 4 nothing, that was huge. He was able to come out, go six innings. It wasn't always pretty. Three runs on six hits. Did walk three still, so there were still nine men on base in six innings, only 1K, which is slightly concerning. I, I'm i not going to lie. I'm still, I mean, obviously, I'm, I mean, obviously we're still concerned about Ventura because he wasn't dominant tonight. He's coming off of two horrible starts. He's not missing bats. So there's still some struggle there. And there's still a little bit of concern there. But quality starts, six innings, three runs, I'll take that every day of the week from Ventura or pretty much any of the Royal starters. I mean, that's fine. So, not going to complain tonight. I want to give Ventura credit tonight. I want to give him credit for coming out, getting the job done, pitching through a couple of tough spots. There was a nice defensive play by Christian Colon, which helped out for the Royals in this game, obviously. So that was good. They got the Royals and saved two runs there in the bottom of the second. But, you know, other than that, you know, 98 pitches for Ventura, 52 strikes, still too many balls, 46 of the 98. But he made strides forward tonight, and that's the important thing. was a lot better than he has the last couple and helped lead the Royals to a victory. So nice job you're done on tonight. He definitely earned the W. Now, Danny Duffy, 1-2-3, phenomenal with a K. Beautiful in the seventh. Calvin Herrera gives up a hit, a leadoff double there, and you think he might give up a run, but nope. Gets around it with a K in his scoreless eighth, and the waiter picks up the check, 1-2-3 with a K and the ninth. So the Royals now sit at 16 wins and 17 losses and a chance to come home at 500 and with a four-game split in New York and a three-and-four road trip. We said coming in four-and-three was the goal on this road trip. So if the Royals can win tomorrow, get a split after losing the first two, and come home at three-and-four, who's going to be upset? Nobody. From how this started, you will take it in a heartbeat. You almost feel good, don't you? If the Royals come home at dead 500 after splitting in New York, I mean, after getting down 0-2 in this series, if you can get out of there with a split, come home at dead 500, and know that the toughest part of your season is probably now over schedule-wise, you know, a couple trips to the West Coast, trip to the East Coast, what, what was it, what was it, 7, 13 of 16 on the road? I mean, if you can get through that stretch, obviously the Royals do have their head above water or at water level just because they started so well they didn't they, did, they, did, they didn't earn the water level during this stretch obviously they played very poor baseball no doubt about that but luckily the great start if they can finish off with a win tomorrow they come home at 500 and your head's still above water you're still fine then you have the Braves who are a major league team I'm not gonna hate on anybody especially with as bad as the Royals were for so many years but the Braves are pretty pitiful at this point of the rebuild that's going on right now some nice players we'll talk about them more tomorrow night but the Royals should be in great shape Really, you got to sweep that series, right? But but we're getting ahead of ourselves. You got to win tomorrow first, and it's not going to be easy because the Yankees bats have been hot in their own right recently, and they throw a guy who can be really good, and Nathan Avaldi, who's two and two at the four seven eight. You like hard throwers? Tomorrow's for you with Avaldi on the mound. Hit hundred miles an hour a few times his last time out there. Comes off eight innings, two runs against the Red Sox. 
He'll be opposed by Ian Kennedy, who's 4-2 and two with a 2-1-3, and he comes off 6Ks in 7 shutout innings against Cleveland. Now, versus Kennedy Lifetime, Beltron 6-for-18 with 2 jacks. Beltron has turned into Mickey Mantle on this series. Dustin Ackley, 1-for-3. And then as far as Avaldi, Royals have Dyson at 2-for-2. Two Kane, 1-for-2. Omar three for six, Kendrys and Hosmer one for three. So not a lot of, not really much sample size going on tomorrow, other than Beltron being six for eighteen with two home runs against Ian, and then Omar being three for six is kind of not really though. No, so just six for eighteen really. I don't like really, for individual matchups unless they've seen each other double digit times. I don't really look too much at it. So not too much data on the opposing pitchers as far as the history versus the opposing and lineups that they'll be seeing. So I think the Royals get it done tomorrow. I think they will come home with the split. Which is good. Very good. Be a late night for the Royals, too. If they don't, you know, let's say the game ends at, what, not, we'll just say 9.15 Central Time. Probably don't get to the airport there till 11. Probably aren't in the air till 11.30. Probably aren't back to KC till about 2.30 in the morning. And you're playing again on Friday night. So, you know, it'd be nice to get a win tomorrow and get home at a decent hour and, and go to go to town on the Braves. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about them tomorrow night. So there you go. Clubhouse conversation. Appreciate you listening. We got another interview with a current Royal. We'll go AAA Omaha Storm Chasers to a starting pitcher. Who will that be? Find out Friday morning. But we'll talk to you again tomorrow night with more of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation. Go Royals!